And the governor asked, which of these two shall I release to you? They responded with Barabbas. Good morning, Christian America. That's right. The, the crowd responded with Barabbas. They would have rather released a murderer, a thief, a bad person, and crucify our Lord and Savior. But who is this Barabbas? Scripture doesn't say much about who he is, but let's talk about who he represents in our lives today. As we get ready to get into our weekend, let's talk about the book of Matthew, chapter 27, starting at verse 15 today. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American revitalization effort. And that's exactly what we are trying to do. We are trying to revitalize Christian Americans across this nation, revitalize our faith, not just to learn about it, not just to speak about it, but to then act on it, to live it. It's not enough to just quote unquote practice your faith. No, you need to live your faith in reality. You need to live it each and every day. And a lot of the problems that we have in our society, a lot of the problems that we have in our political discourse, a lot of the problems that we have in our education system, in our uh, governmental system, and a lot of the systems and the places and the, and the, and the, the space in which we live our lives are fraught with so many problems, are fraught with so much division, are fraught with so many, so much confusion. It's because the Christian American community has uh, given away essentially these places, these uh, th these public spaces, in which used to be occupied by our faith and the faithful, and no long and no longer are because we have been pushed when we've been silenced and over time our faith has atrophied our knowledge of christ has atrophied and the only way to do that is to revitalize ourselves and we we can revitalize ourselves by digging into the word of god by digging into scripture by understanding what the word is telling us by understanding the way that god tells us to live our lives and and how he has displayed that he's put that all on display by the life of jesus christ who we are supposed to read about and, and study and live and then try to emulate to pick up our own crosses and follow christ it's that is how we come to you today it's that with that goal in mind why we come to you on a variety of different platforms and a variety of different ways and a, and a variety of different aspects as the christian american community as the christian american revitalization effort that's this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast, what other podcast comes to you like this, read scripture verbatim, and tries to interpret it in a way that you, we, you can live our lives together in the eyes, uh, in the lens of scripture and how Jesus calls us to live. Now, there's a lot of people that give you advice. There are a lot of people that give you motivation. There are a lot of people that can talk about, uh, give you ideas in business and how to live your your best your life. You know, live your best life, and you know, you only live once, and and all these other um, these other motivational, you know, ideas. But only this podcast is by Christian Americans for Christian Americans that brings you 
scripture unadulterated, un unedited, verbatim, so that you can hear it yourself, that you can read it yourself, that encourages you to, to take on that task of gaining a, a stronger, more focused, more motivated, more inspired Christian life, Christocentric life at that. And it's that how we come to you today and with the Christian American community that is this social media com uh, community, the Good Morning Christian America podcast that is this podcast that you can subscribe to anywhere they have podcasts, uh, audio only podcasts. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, go to youtube.com, search Good Morning Christian America, subscribe to this channel, become a active, participating, engaged member of the Christian American community that is EVG Solutions, right? A biblically based financial education uh, organization that provides, attempts to provide financial stewardship uh, at the same level that, you know, the, the upper ends of the income scale get from their financial planners and advisors and, uh, and consultants, but to average people, uh, average working class families who don't receive uh, that type of stewardship, financial stewardship in their lives. So there's a variety of different ways that we come to you uh, and try to live out a Christian, a Christ Christocentric life. There's a variety of different ways and avenues that you can approach your life to live a more Christocentric life. And we encourage that because the world would, would stop that, but we have to fulfill that. The world would shut down our faith, but we have to expand our faith. And we can't simply turn a blind eye to the, all the, the platforms that are out here that the devil is using to infiltrate ourselves. The devil is using to infiltrate our children. The devil is using to infiltrate our society, our families. We, in turn, also have to stand strong in this armor of God, each and every one of these public spaces, virtual or not, and stand and profess the name above all names, and that is Jesus Christ, and understand why. Not just that he is our Lord and Savior, but why it's necessary for us as a functioning society to follow him, to seek him out, to live the life that he calls us because that's the only way we're ever gonna get past these problems. We're gonna, it's the only way we're gonna be able to get past these divisions that we have in our nation is to understand that there is one who unites and that is Jesus Christ. There is one who uh, sacrificed himself for all and that is Jesus Christ. And so it's in that light that we come to you today to talk about Matthew chapter 27, starting at verse 15. If you followed us in the past few uh, few podcasts on the Friday podcast where we where we continue this journey through the book of Matthew, you've you would have already known uh, that Jesus has been betrayed. He's been betrayed by Judas. Uh, he has been captured. He has been tried in front of the Sanhedrin. He has been. Um, you know, mocked and criticized by Caiaphas, the uh, the chief uh, priest in Jerusalem at the time. He has been turned over to Pilate. Uh, Judas tried to give back his 30 pieces of silver that he betrayed our Lord and Savior for, um, up to no avail. And Jesus, or excuse me, Judas went out and has hanged himself. And it's in that uh, understanding that we come to you at verse 15 today after Jesus has already talked with Pilate and essentially Pilate kind of questioned him 
or do you think that you are the king of the Jews? And, and Jesus essentially says, you say that. I don't say that. You say that. Um, and so Pilate hasn't found anything wrong with Jesus and what he's done. He's found no crime. But the Jewish leadership, the religious leadership is intent on getting rid of Jesus um, for a variety of reasons. And it's in that light that we come to you today to bring you this portion of scripture. And what you're going to hear is you're going to hear how Pilate has taken it upon himself to, a, to give the people a chance to recognize what they are about to do. They are about to condemn a innocent man. And so he gives them a choice. Jesus can be released or a murdered uh, criminal named Barabbas can be released. And it's that decision that kind of what we're going to talk about today and what that means for us and who Barabbas represents uh, in, in this world uh, today. And so let's get right into it. I want to share this passage of scripture. And so again, if you have your Bibles, I'd ask you to turn it to the book of Matthew, chapter 27, starting at verse 15. And it starts off and he says, now on the occasion of the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. So when they had assembled, Pilate said to them, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus called Messiah? For he knew that it was out of envy that they handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that righteous man. I suffered much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but to destroy Jesus. The governor said to them in reply, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with Jesus called Messiah? And they all said, let him be crucified. But he said, why? What evil has he done? They only shouted louder, let him be crucified. And when Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all, but that a riot was breaking out instead, he took water and washed his hands in the sight of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. Look to it yourselves. And the whole world, oh, and the whole people said in reply, his blood will be upon us and upon our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But after he had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Ladies and gentlemen, who is this Barabbas? Who is this criminal, this self-dealer, this uh, selfish individual, this thief that is released into the world? while our Lord and Savior, the good and the just, the righteous, is crucified. My friends, he is us. Barabbas represents us. We are the guilty. We are the ones that are full of sin. We are the assassinators 
of other people's reputations. We are the gossip, uh, the gossipers. We are the blasphemers. We are the sinful. We are the ones who seek our own self-gratification. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth that the majority of us, especially today, the majority of this secular society is only infatuated with ourselves? We are the ones that are self-dealers. We are the ones that steal from other people. We are the ones that lust, uh, have our own lustful ideations. We are the ones that seek our own gratification above all else. We are the ones that steal people's happiness. We are the ones that assassinate people's reputations. We are the ones that, I could have on a whole list of things that we do that are wrong, that are sinful. It's in our nature. Uh, it, it, it is the, the, since the fall of man, since Genesis 3 and being cast out of paradise, that original sin infects us all to this day. We are that person. But Jesus, in this passage, as it was 2,000 years ago, died for Barabbas, died in turn for us. We are that person that stands by and continues to live our worldly life and not suffer the consequences that Jesus suffers for us because he came to show the world how to live, because he came to open up the doors of heaven to us, because he came to provide his righteousness into the world, because he came to be the Lamb of God, to take on the sins of the world, to take on the punishment that we deserve. Barabbas represents us. We are those fallen people. We are being judged, being measured against our Lord and Savior. And even though we are found unworthy, drastically unworthy, by the way, we are still granted his blessings on this earth. We are still gifted with an opportunity to repent of the sins that we've committed. We are still blessed with family and friends around us. We are blessed with air in our lungs and a life that we are, that we should be intent on living in the eyes of Christ. We should be focused on his example. We should be steeped and well-read into his revelation of scripture. We should understand from the place from whence, from whence we came. We should understand the wisdom that he seeks to provide to us, but we don't because we're fallen creatures. We are sinful men and women that all fall short of the glory of God, as Paul says in the book of Romans. We all fall short. Being a Christian is not, not about being perfect. Being a Christian is about recognizing our fallibility, asking for forgiveness, keeping faith in our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, and then doing work that he would call us to do, that he would put on our hearts, that he would put in our minds, that he would put in 
every fiber of our being, being guided by the Holy Spirit, being inspired by his works and his deeds and his examples that scripture tells us about. My friends, Barabbas is us. He represents us. We are the ones that seemingly get away with all of our sinful nature and all the sins that we commit. Meanwhile, Jesus takes the, the, the blunt of that blow. Jesus is scourged for no reason. Jesus is, is beaten for no reason. Jesus is crowned with thorns for no reason. He's mocked, he's ostracized, he's criticized, he's beaten, he's forced to carry his own torture device, uphill and then nailed to a tree, almost naked in front of a crowd of people, in front of his own mother in front of John, his friend, the beloved, as he would become to be known. That is the man, that is the God who came and walked this earth for us to take on our sins so that we can stay in this world and live our life right while he fulfilled God's plan and open up the gates of heaven. That is something that we desperately need to understand. That we are obviously not perfect people. That we cannot be hypocrites in our fallen nature. That we must be willing to be measured by the same measurement that we measure others. That we must be willing to be measured by the word of God and his commandments. As Jesus walks this earth in the prior passages, he specifically states that in order to achieve eternal life, you must follow the commandments. I'd ask that you follow the commandments, the commandments that he gives us, the commandments that withstand the test of time, the commandments that are the truth and, and uh, an objective truth. And let no one encourage you to break those commandments and you in turn encourage no one else to break them either. That's what we come to you today with. We'd ask that you go into the weekend thinking about the sacrifice that Jesus makes for us, just as he made that sacrifice for Barabbas. We'd also ask that you think about the crowd, not being swayed by temptation, not being swayed by emotion, not being swayed by the mob of the crowd. Because when you do, your senses are shaken and are blocked. You can be led astray very simply. If you've not studied, if you haven't read the word of God, if you're not thinking about how you can live a more Christ-centered life, then you can be led astray through emotion. And we'd ask that you not fall into that category either. So think about these things. Talk to your family, talk to your friends at this tumultuous time in our nation. Remember what really matters. 
Remember who you are. You are a child of the Most High. You are a child of Jesus. We are all brothers and sisters. And the, the only way we can unite is under him. The only way we can unite is under him. That, ladies and gentlemen, again, we ask that you, if you like this podcast, if you like the content that you receive on social media, on any of the uh, social media platforms, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parler, um, anything, any, any uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are, you can receive the Christian American community and its content uh, and its podcast and its videos and its daily scriptures and its uh, news articles and uh, that, that we push out that pertain to the Christian American community. It's not meant to be political in nature, but because our faith is intertwined, seeing it seems now and almost everything with politics, that's just how it comes out sometimes. Okay, regardless of party, we don't talk about parties. We talk about what's right in the eyes of God. And we get that from scripture, not from my opinion, but what scripture says. And always remember that scripture, Jesus's opinion is way above our own ideology. Jesus's ideology is above, way above our own opinions. If you can keep that in mind, chances are, uh, you're going to live a better life and you're going to be more happy and more fulfilled and more purpose and have more meaning in it uh, because politics is not the end all be all. The, the, the life uh, of uh, the goal of a life well spent isn't one in the political sphere. It is one with Jesus Christ. It's one with everlasting life. So let's keep that in mind as you make your way throughout this weekend. Uh, so until Monday, when we come to you once again, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.